I'm Hannah. And I'm also Hannah. And this is Hannah, you're yelling. You can be a feminist and love to clean. You can yes. be a feminist and love to cook. Does the grocery store not stress you the fuck out? I don't know, you could call me controlling. Do you break up with someone because they're a man and they were never the eldest daughter? Mm, no, because kids don't do things. I do not like having a toaster oven on the counter. I'm not that kind of girl. Fair. That's fine. <laughs> that's really, that's not much of a jump. Well, Everyone, welcome back to the only ad-free podcast you'll listen to all week. Exactly. Um, fuck a fucking ad. Fuck a Until fucking ad. we get ad. a brand deal, and, but like yeah, also. Guys, don't be mad when we get them. But for right now, but just. But I'm not going to sell myself out. No. Like, I fucking hate ads. I do too. But if I if we ever do have ads, it's going to be very specific where you can like push twice and you'll skip the ad and you'll never yeah. have to hear it. Uh, yeah. Those are my favorites. Or it'll be at the very end or like yeah. We're we're not going to put shell through hell for this, y'all. You're already listening to us and that's that's already enough. It's already a little bit of hell. <laughs> but what you can do, how can they help us, Hannah? Um, well, we would absolutely love it if you guys subscribe to the podcast on like Spotify. I think you can also do it on Apple Podcasts, but like, like the big thing would be to leave reviews. We tried to leave reviews for ourselves, but turns out it shows the names. So we're yeah. going to we're going to refrain from leaving our own reviews. Mm-hmm. However, we did look on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and we have 20 reviews, five-star reviews on Spotify and then on Apple Podcasts we have 10 five-star reviews. So thanks you guys. That's insane. It means so much to us. Like actually personally it means a lot to me. It's one of the things I think about before I go to bed to make me feel better. I'm like, 20 people gave us five-star reviews. So if you'll click that little star, my praise kink is just gonna... (laughs) (laughs) Praise kink crazy for a review. You tell me you love me, I'll I'll tell you I love you right back. Yeah, Um, we appreciate it. I will be responding. We appreciate it. But what are we talking about today? Today, guys... We're going to talk about Hannah in the domestic household. It's something that we know very well. Too well. It's something that we hate and also love. We love to clean. We also hate it as an industry, as a as a system. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to say on the topic. I think that it's going to be incredibly relatable to a lot of women out there. So, Yeah. Any oldest daughters out there? Any, uh, put your hands up girlies. Put your hands up, girlies. Oldest daughters. And probably, I mean, I don't even know the experience of anything but an oldest daughter. So I'm sure you, there's, it's just all daughters. I was going to say, oldest sons did not have this experience. Oh, yes. If that was the direction. No, 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 going. no. No, my, my brothers were in a full woman household and they still yeah, didn't have yeah. this. So. But we'll it's, talk it about it. It is so shocking how similar our upbringings were. Like, I know. I mean, I don't know. Do y'all, like listeners, this is a question for y'all, but do y'all feel like you grew up in like a female dominated family like I feel like like a a lot of people I'm this is just like a fatherless household vibe maybe it's a daddy issue I think it's a daddy issues thing yeah which that's nothing to be ashamed of you know no no not at all we're gonna start off Hannah tell me kind of about the expectations that you had in your household while growing up well Basically, I was a wee one, and we had chores, and we <laughs> ran a semi-normal house. You're like, we had chores, and I hated my life. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, I would say, like, early, early growing up, the chores were spread fairly evenly, although I will say that the men did the male chores, and women, you know what I mean. This is the mowing the lawn and taking out the trash. Those are the man chores. Can you name any others that, like, men do societally? Um, on the occasion, maybe maybe a grill moment. Maybe they're maybe grilling. Maybe a grill. Maybe they'll grill dinner on a weekend. Um, I take do out the trash hear and that some fathers change your oil, but I can't, oh, I can't right. speak to that. Can't personally attest. Yeah, nuh-uh. But I'm happy for y'all out there. You ever see those TikToks of the dads like changing the oil or like the, no, the girls calling the, their dads? That, that one. They... When they call no. and they're like, dad, I spent $80 on windshield wipers. And he's like, you fucking didn't. I'm like, oh my God, I wish I had a dad to prank right now. Right? I wish I had a dad that would like show up to like the automobile shop. And yes. Like with his. Advocate for me. <laughs> literally. Just someone to be like in my right? court a little bit. A little bit. We'll damn. have to. It's like. It's not the same when your mom storms into the auto repair shop. It's just not the same. I don't think I've, I don't think I've had that experience, but I've never actually had that. I've done everything alone. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh God, getting like uh, I don't have a car right now, guys. I haven't had a car yeah. for years, and it's truly <laughs> the best thing ever because I get to just check the fuck out. Like if something, the other male chore is driving. Driving, yeah. We don't talk about that, but that is a male chore. That's so a male shout chore. Shout out, shout out, men. Well, it's too hard because I I can't be pretty and drive. Like it's kind right, of like a one right. or done situation. You cannot do both no. at the same time. No. Fully agree. Anyway, so chores were kind of spread fairly until about I was 11 and my family decided to adopt three children. And then my world was kind of, I kind of became a little bit of um, a mom. I wouldn't say little bit. (laughs) I actually, I would say almost completely ran the home. Um, it was, uh, out of a fear and trauma response. It wasn't out of a, like, let's I get this done. Yeah. It was like a, I got to clean today or my parents are going to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, you have to say your dad fully checked out. Oh, right. Yeah. So I had a dad, but like, he was kind of there in, um, he was there in a physical form. And so I kind of rose up and I became the other parent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that had to do with keeping the home in order because it was something tangible that I could do. Right. So, yeah, I was fucking vacuuming floors and scrubbing toilets. And I'm there was no chore chart. It was it was Hannah does the chores. Absolutely. So, and I did it without being asked. And um, I think it's I think that's what is responsible for a lot of my behaviors now, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. just kind of, like, it has to be clean, and I'm sure it plays into this whole thing. Oh, 100%. But, yeah. yeah. What was it like with your siblings? Same expectations? Yeah. Three brothers? So I kind of had... I grew up in multiple households, so I grew up in the household with my dad. Oh, yeah. You have to compare father's situation here. We have some serious compare and contrast to do because, yeah. honestly, in the household with my dad, that was probably the best situation there was as far as, like, shared tasks. I remember my dad actually cooked a lot and... Okay, feminist He father. kind of did. I do, I do remember him cleaning and stuff like that, but it was always, like, he would always do this. He would always... We would clean, and then he would be like we have to clean so your like bitch mother doesn't get mad at us that and we would always have to like laugh with him and be like lol yeah our mom's a bitch we (laughs) always had to kind of play to this kind of thing it was very uncomfortable but then when my dad left you could say we Mm. kind of switched into a matriarchy and honestly that was a really good time too because it wasn't even it didn't even feel like chores. It just felt like helping out. Like it felt like we had yeah. this like system going. That's when I started to make dinners, which was I was young. Like I was only like eleven or twelve or something. I remember I had to like cut chicken for the first time and I couldn't eat Ew. chicken for like two years after that. But like Yeah. I remember doing things that a lot of my friends weren't doing, like making full fledged meals, but at the same time it felt very valuable. It felt like I was supposed to to be doing that because my mom would come home really really late from work and stuff like that yeah. so it felt good oh I I relate to you on the value aspect yeah because I definitely felt like my only sense of value as a child was what I could contribute to the home like absolutely I was like oh I am important and I am good because I like made dinner and fucking mop the floor exactly you know? also I do remember throughout my like childhood I've been very um I don't know. You could call me controlling. I'm incredibly (laughs) serious about the way things need to be. And I'm very, if any of my siblings or my cousins could say a thing about me, it'd probably be that I'm just super controlling. Jesus. And I hate it about myself, but I was always the parental figure. And so I would always make sure people aren't crossing the road or like, I just took it on so intensely. And I think it's being the oldest daughter. It is. You didn't write the script, guys. God did. (laughs) Like, I think that. I can't help it. It's definitely been pushed on me, but I also think. I think I kind of it was the thing of like okay if I'm if I'm taking care of everybody then I'm valuable um, and I'm getting the goddamn gold star and I'm doing a good job of it yeah then we moved in with one of my mom's boyfriends that was the scariest time of my life to date he had three children we had three children it was a little six children moment I was living in Were, the same weren't you living in an RV no, we went on an RV trip across the country. Oh, see, in my mind, whenever you were with him, you were living in an RV. Well, that's fair. That's fine. <laughs> that's really, that's not much of a jump than what it was. I ended up sharing a bedroom with the two girls. We were sharing a trundle bed. So every other day we would <laughs> no. switch off with the little girl. Stop. And And keep in mind, guys, like I didn't know them that well. Like oh, we're right, living right. together and I didn't, like I, 
honest to God can't remember their names. Like, that's how oh weird God. it was. It's like they're a random classmate at school and now you're sharing a trundle bed with Literally. Them. Like, literally. Like, we would just switch off and I remember the little girl would always fart in the bed and, like, I <laughs> literally was so suicidal and I was, like, 11. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Anyways, oh, we might have God. to take that out. That's weird. Um, no, it's not. It's true. I was suicidal at 11. Oh, I was talking about the farting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, I can say I'm suicidal. <laughs> Anyways, so then we moved in with him. That was like very much a um, Southern household, like man makes the decisions, women do all the work. Then I moved in with my actual stepdad, who was the father of one of my brothers. And like we lived with him for like four plus years. That's when I like really remember the discrepancy in what the women were supposed to do versus what the men were supposed to do. Mm. Tell Um, us about that. One story that really sticks out is, well, to give context, he was a new father, had never had kids, which is not an excuse because you're a grown ass man. But he, (laughs) um, my little brother had just come home. And so he was like a baby. And I was like straight up raising that kid after school. My mom would be working. Oh, she literally was. And I would be handed him at night and I would just like have to watch him until late. You I remember were, like, like changing his diapers, putting him to bed. Yes. Like the whole nine yards. Him. I was always babysitting like even on the weekends like everything it really put a wedge in me and Nathan's relationship because he very much thought I was lying about how much I had to take care of him but it was like ah uh, babysitting can't go yeah. on a date I think when my mom looks back on it she doesn't think it was as serious as it was but I think it's because she didn't realize how much my stepdad was pushing the responsibilities onto me when she was gone and so mm-hmm. I was straight up just responsible for this kid so and she's like certainly your stepdad's helping out yeah right? certainly like, uh... he knows how to like do some things and I wasn't able to speak up about anything without getting just bitch slapped but um I but you were paid for babysitting right no I do Mm. remember having one confrontation where I said to my mom I said after this I am done babysitting I can't do it anymore with my SAT coming up like I am done I remember her being so furious with me like I had just told her I was moving out at 14 she's like what do you mean you're the oldest daughter literally duty And so that was kind of some context, but a story that really sticks out is I remember my stepdad would get really frustrated with the little baby. He would like huff and puff and be like, I need your help or like, I don't know what to do with him, that kind of thing. And I'm over here being calm and collected, just picking up a baby, being like, you just have to give it some love. We're fine. Some sort of maternal or paternal instinct. And my mom would say things like warm up dinner or like get dinner on the table. Like the expectation was like I would get dinner for my stepdad. And I was like this, okay, this is too far. I'm not making food for this grown man. At one point he asked me, I'm holding the little boy. I'm taking care of him. And he asked me as I was walking up the stairs, do you know where the leftovers are? And I was like in the refrigerator. And he was like, but do you know where? And I was like in the refrigerator. I don't know. And he was like, I'm asking you because I don't know. And I was like, do you want me to go open the refrigerator and look with my own eyes or can you right. do it? And he got so mad at me and it was this huge realization of like, oh my God, you're incompetent because you want to be incompetent. You have your own business and you're going to yeah. tell me that you don't know how to find food in the refrigerator. I'm yeah. done. I'm I'm fucking done. It's a whole other experience too. Whenever you were like, I actually don't want to clean today. And then they're like, what do you mean? Because they totally expected of you at that point. I think now looking back on it, I'm like, okay, I was straight up not supposed to be doing that. And the yeah. older I get and the more access I have to regular families, like I think seeing Nathan's family mm-hmm. was really mm-hmm. an eye-opening experience for me of realizing that kids are not expected to help raise children and caretake to the oldest male in the house at least it shouldn't be like that so that's kind of some background it's definitely a root of a lot of my um absolute resentment towards male figures still working on that so who would you say was the most the most feminine father your first one yeah I guess it would be my dad which is weird it was because he didn't my mom was like the breadwinner and so, like, the roles were just oh, reversed. So he was, like, stay-at-home dad vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he was home, he would, you know, do things like grill and stuff like that. So I do remember him cooking a lot. Yeah. So I thought that was normal until it wasn't normal. And I even right. remember having, like, a conversation with my mom when I started dating Nathan. And I kind of got frustrated with, like, something that Nathan had done. We were, it was really... Was he not grilling enough? He wasn't grilling enough, like, meat yeah, for right. me. Uh-huh. And- okay. <laughs> 
No, I, I don't know. But it was something to do with like emotional labor or something. And I remember my yeah. mom straight up just saying like, all men are like this. This is always how it's going to be. Like she point blank told me oh, to my face, shit. get used to it. And granted, this is coming from a woman who I've seen in four separate relationships that have just been terrible to her. So it's like, right, I, right. I agreed with her. But I just remember being like, I'm not going to accept that. I'm either going to change this man yeah. or I'll die trying. I'm not yeah. going to be with a man that isn't gonna at least do half of the work if not more sorry yeah yeah but that was kind of an eye-opening experience for me I don't know I I actually was just wondering that too and and we're about to get into what it means to be the oldest daughter in general but I was wondering if our moms like felt this way growing up like well I know my mom was one of three sisters and like maybe your mom had sisters too so I don't know if it was different in like a more girl dominated family but like I just wonder if like they yeah I don't know like did they feel the discrepancy or was it actually totally normalized and we're just now awakening or is this like an every woman every generation experience I'm just curious you I know? mean it's got to be like cooking and cleaning obviously it's that's like generational and like very yeah. you know misogynistic vibes like but I know my mom grew up in like a Catholic family of six and she was the youngest so like oh. we really butt heads on like because she had a totally different experience fully different so like and this is in her own words like she as the youngest always had people tell her what the hell to do all the time like she never got to make decisions she's like a business owner now and so whenever she's like trying to like decide on something she's always like I can't make decisions because I just don't know if it's right or not and I'm the opposite where I'm just like I'm the trailblazer. I have to make the yeah. decision. If I don't make the decision, it's going to be wrong. Like I'm be- yeah. so we really butt heads on that. And so whenever I try to talk about my experience as the oldest daughter, she normally cannot doesn't relate. get it. She always talks about like how growing up with guys, like she never really like asked much of them if that makes sense. Like yeah. which I'm the opposite. I'm like you need to bring to the table a lot. Like I'm very more. like serious. Honestly like more yeah. because I feel like the amount of emotional labor women do, men are actually never going to understand. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a man needs to consciously, actively do more than than 50%. the 50%, right? Cuz there's there's all the other stuff. Anyway, obviously now we have our own home and kind of our own quote-unquote family with our long-term partners. Yeah. And I feel like we kind of have things figured out in my own home as a balance where like we're doing a 50-50 thing and we're striving for that every day. Like that's obviously always the goal. But whenever we're out of town or like with other family or extended family, it totally just throws me back into Mm -hmm. like not only my childhood, but almost like worse. It is so incredibly expected of all of the women to be the planning and cooking and cleaning crew that it's not fun know, anymore. It's so toxic. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely had that experience where like it is very much expected that the kids clean up after dinner. And for me, that's I, I get it. But a lot of the time I'm helping with dinner now. And so I'll cook dinner. And then the expectation is that I also clean up afterwards because I'm either right. a kid or because I'm a daughter. And to me. So do the, the boys clean up in your family, too? Um, the little boys do. And what about the men? Oh, absolutely The grown not. men, right. No. Yeah. Um, and even in our vacations, vacations that we've taken together where we've gone with friend groups. You and Nathan, you mean? No, I mean with you. Oh, like us. We've gone on trips where we'll be cleaning up and the boys will be sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that pisses me off more than anything, more than just them not helping, is yeah. that they do not have that inkling in their heart that they're less than if they're not helping. They don't have yes. that feeling of like, why... Why oh, do they feel it. that's so insanely comfortable to be sitting right now? Yeah. Like, why do they feel like it's easy to let other people be working and them not? Like, that's it. That is the most triggering thing to me. Even if they're consciously, hey, what can I do to help? It's it's not like the same feeling that yes. women have where it's just this constant feeling of this is my worth. Like, it's it's for I... us, it's like a necessity. And for them, it's yeah. like, I'm going to do this added thing that's going to make me a good person and for me it's like yeah. if this doesn't get done it will never get done yeah the world will not turn if I do not clean yeah. right now and for them right. it's just like oh it'll get done if they do it if I want to help I can and like I yeah. do not think yeah. like I'm not shitting on men in the sense that I don't think that they're actively doing that like oh yeah no but that's the issue is that they're not actively even thinking about it and that's what yeah. makes me so mad because I'm just like and honestly I don't think that that's something that 
will ever change because I think it's something that obviously men can work to actively play a part and be conscious about it but it's always going to be a battle like Mm -hmm. in their mind whereas for women and especially women who grew up as the eldest daughter it's like a constant feeling that we have constantly it's like a core value that like if another woman is cleaning like you have to be helping her and you can't let her feel like she's the only like I don't know yes I've never been relaxed I've never relaxed if the kitchen is still dirty and that's in someone else's household that's in my household that's in yeah like it feels like think about this like if there were three women in the kitchen cleaning and you went and you sat on the couch like the discomfort that I would feel would, I, my whole body is like I'm already feeling yeah it. I feel very uncomfortable because it's I think Even what it is is dinner you understand exactly you understand how much emotional labor and physical labor that is mm-hmm. and you would never put that on someone by themselves and so it's that, like I'm that. not gonna sit here and feel cozy comfy while these girls work their asses off in the kitchen so it does it's really frustrating when the boys do that because I'm like okay guys like what's going through your mind right now like nothing yeah like no thoughts just vibes like you're gonna watch and it TV. really is yeah it's like not a thought and it's not that like they wouldn't actively come help but it's like the fact that that is the core difference between growing up as a woman and growing up as a man. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's the difference. you even brought up a great point of like when men come in and say, how can I help you? That even isn't helpful in itself. Like people are yeah. going to be like, oh, y'all fucking bitches. But like if you actually think about it, if someone comes up to you and says, how can I help you when they are an adult who can see the kitchen and who can see what needs to get done yeah. and who actively know what can get done and can do it because their hands work. Like, why do I have to tell you? Why do I need to tell you, oh, it would be super great if you could unload the dishwasher? Like, use your context clues. Like, because then that automatically, and y'all, if you haven't listened to the emotional labor podcast that we linked a few podcasts, get on it. Please just get on it because you'll understand this a lot better. But that is the emotional labor. It's because you're having to think of ways to tell them this is how you can help Mm -hmm. like that totally disrupts the whole thing exactly yeah it's hard it's very frustrating because and it is I think the other thing is is like that's what they've been taught to be helpful like that's how they are helpful and I know one thing with Nathan that we really had to like get through is he always was like I seriously don't want to mess up like I don't want to make you angry like I don't want to do something wrong and like yeah he hasn't Mm -hmm. been taught since being seven how to load the dishwasher and to me I get frustrated because I'm like well I learned when I'm seven so surely you can do it as a 24 year old right right but I also have to remember that like I had grace to fuck up when I was seven yeah. if I loaded the dishwasher wrong. And for me, I have a lot of frustration. So I, I'm i going to get a little annoyed. But I do tell yeah. him, I'm like, for me, like if you try, that is the hottest thing you could ever do. Like I really try to tell him how much this means to me. But if he notices something and he goes and he does it himself, like he noticed that there was no more garlic salt in the pantry. And he noticed yeah. that and he bought garlic salt from the grocery store. And I was like, I'll fuck you right here on the countertop. Literally. Like that is the hottest thing that yes. you could ever do is to just notice something and make a change about it. And because like that is taking on the emotional labor and the yes. process of taking on the house and realizing that it's something you upkeep every day too. And it's not a task, task, task. It's a like consistent mindset of like what needs to be done in the household and it just like reinforces that like trust you have with your partner to know that like okay they see things too they see what needs to keep moving in this house and yeah they value they're They're with me yeah they value that we need these things so that the food tastes good and that's something they benefit from like that is like the coolest thing ever I think I kind of jumped ahead on that kind of stuff but very no, much no like, you know. But also, I want to correct myself. I don't want to say that they're supporting me because I'm part of the problem and I realize that, but that's part of the issue is it's not a supporting me thing. It's a like us together thing. Yes. It's not like a let's help out the woman of the house. It's a like, let's do the house together. And that's that's a great point because I think growing up, that was a very much the thing. We cleaned so my mom would come home and be happy. We yeah. did all these supporting things. The woman. Supporting the woman. But it's literally like, yeah, you need to be fixing the household because we both live here 
and we yeah. both need these things to keep like turning it going yeah yeah 100 percent. so how was that different for you because you lived with a roommate before you moved in with colton i have lived alone i've lived with two different roommates and living alone after coming out of the household that i did was so insanely relieving yeah. did you experience that too oh like, yeah like oh to yeah only clean for yourself is revolutionary Absolutely. like that yeah, having your own space and not sharing a room for the first time in my life was... Yeah. I remember you just like glowing in that little space. It wasn't cute by any means in terms of the living situation. Yeah. But no, I get that. I was living alone with you with like making a house a home. Well, whenever we lived with my stepdad and we kind of had money, I did have a really nice space to myself. And that bedroom was really amazing, but it also I feel like kind of set me up for failure going into college because then all oh, of a sudden totally. I was having to share a very, very small space with like four girls. I'd also never had girls in my like house really. A lot of underwear, a lot of places. A lot of hair. A lot, a lot of hair. Of um, pubic and other words. And anyways, <laughs> it was just not fun. And so moving out, like my mom would have never let me live alone, especially in Waco, Texas until uh-huh. the end of my experience with my freshman roommate and she was like okay this is making you sense get you out of here. and I was paying for it for myself so I was like I'm doing this I'm moving into like my own space and that was yeah. truly like it was amazing I was also yeah. able to finally have Nathan over because in the dorms you couldn't have boys spend the night or anything because it's freaking Baptist you couldn't even have them in the dorm no you could so you could have them but there was like strict curfews and if somebody this is crazy if one of your roommates told on you for having sex you literally got kicked out like straight up point <gasps> blank school? you're out of school yeah so I was Wait, terrified I never knew that. yes so I was like terrified I was like did you ever have sex in that dorm absolutely we did absolutely <laughs> we super did so I lived with a roommate four roommates then I moved in by myself for a year and then I moved in with my close friend who was also in the army with me it was actually like the best living experience I've had as in like system wise and we just like we women get it. we get it women get it that's how it was living with my girl roommate. yes and I think we had just really good communication yeah it was just super great it's so important to live alone and I think to live with a woman to know what it's like to live with a man yes and especially having like my own space that I could like make feel cute and safe and stuff and uh-huh. so we had a great experience and I feel like that kind of leads into how we kept our systems like what little ecosystem of our personal like spaces so you tell me kind of what you do yeah we finally made it guys to the meat of the podcast Mm. we're going to talk about our systems a little bit and kind of give advice for you and your system and maybe making a system and also making it fucking fun because that's the whole point of life but I moved in with Colton and we've only been living together since June like six months very not very long it's only been six months that's insane I know we haven't been living together that long so it feels like forever yeah it really hasn't been that long so I think my personal system is having a clean space is so insanely important to me almost like too important to the fact that like I can't do any of my schoolwork or record the podcast or go to sleep if if my space isn't clean Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a a personal value thing for sure and it's very uh, negative in my mind if it's not perfectly clean but it, it is so fun for me to clean and I think how you make it fun like I always put on a podcast Basically, if I have a free hour in the day, I'm going to be deep cleaning. Like yeah. that is, that's what I'm going to be doing. And yeah. it's it's fun to me. It's active. It feels very productive. For my like ADHD mind, it, it's something very physical to do. And I think you should just freaking buy all the cleaning products that make it fun for you. Like get the freaking fragrance boosters and like get the Get the pretty Myers shit. Like yeah, get the pretty Myers shit. Like literally just go ham on that kind of stuff because it's not frivolous spending if it makes this task very enjoyable for you and that's how you're gonna keep it being enjoyable is if things smell nice and also like I always wait to light the candle in that room until I'm done cleaning that room do you do that no I I, like I start it with it so that it like makes it smell good by the time I'm done yeah I think I got that from Colton because he always like at the end of whenever we clean we light the candle like in whatever room that we've cleaned 
explained, and then we like Febreze it. It's like the little sticker on your sticker chart. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the sticker on my sticker chart, exactly. And I think at the end of the day, it's really just like a standard that you hold for yourself, and it's really good to share that if you have someone that holds the same values and the same standard. Yeah, because you and Colton lucky. are both very clean. Yeah, I was going to say I'm very lucky to live with someone who not only cares about it being clean, but who cares about our space in general. Like he's always very invested on making our apartment a sanctuary and making it a home with me, which is really amazing because I have dated people and seen other people's relationships in the past and it is just not that way. It's like the man actually does not care at all what the space is like. Right. I honestly don't think I could ever be with someone like that if you actually just genuinely don't care what it looks like because I feel like it's it's really like a value thing and you have to align someone who has that same value I think a lot of guys don't realize how actually amazing it is and Uh, I've seen my brother turn into this little perfect clean environment guy like he loves vibes just like me which makes me so happy my little heart explodes when I think about how he loves vibes like me but like once they realize that their space is valuable and like you actually perform better as a human being when your space is good yeah kind of how we do it is kind of a nightly reset like last night I was like hey would we prefer totally clean up tonight and like make sure all the dishes are done and like the laundry's in and everything or should we set the alarm early and do it in the morning and I really prefer to do it at night because I really like waking up to a clean house and it also just feels a lot more cleansing to go to bed when everything is picked up and completely wiped down so we kind of make the decision together so it's like a joint thing yeah and then also if I ever work a night shift and I get back really late he kind of just knows that it's the expectation that the whole house is kind of going to be clean like all the dishes are going to be done and kind of the same thing for him I don't think he holds this expectation of me at all but I just hold it jointly for us is yeah. that whenever he gets home basically like if I get home from work before him I'll like relax and stuff but then I'll like pick up the house to make sure that it's nice whenever he comes home and then we can spend our time together so it's kind of just like maximizing your time together so that it's not just completely taking care of the house in a way I also think you should even touch on how like systematically your home is in general like you guys are yeah everything has a place everything is so organized you don't have frivolous things like you don't have things you don't need yes and it's like maybe it's not but it it looks easy to keep clean and it looks easy to keep it is and that's the whole goal is that I'm constantly purging which thanks to Colton he's a big purger like Mm -hmm. literally once a week he's like let's purge the closet let's purge the kitchen every single time that we do groceries we clean out the entire fridge of things that we don't need that's amazing even like condiments that we haven't been using or like anything that's been expired sometimes we wipe it down like same thing with the pantry we are constantly throwing out things that we don't need and don't use and I kind of grew up in the mindset of like we need to keep everything because we might not have enough money to buy it again yeah and he did not grow up that way. So it, it kind of creates a nice balance. Um, but he is very much just like, if we don't need it and we're not going to use it, like, let's not keep it till the end of our lease. Like, let's just throw it away. Like, we don't need it or donate it or whatever. Yeah. So our house is very, very minimal. Like, it's super, super purged all the time because we do it every day. And like, if I'm cleaning the bathroom and I have extra time to clean, I'll go through all the drawers. I'll wipe everything out. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure everything's thrown away that we're not using. So we do that a lot. And then our actual system of how we split up the duties is I do all of the laundry, like literally responsible for all of the laundry. So that means like, Washing, drying, folding, hanging up, putting away, buying the laundry detergent, that's my full responsibility. So like he doesn't even have to worry about it. And his full responsibility is doing the dishes. So like I literally don't touch the dishwasher. I put it in the sink whenever I'm done with it and I don't stack it up in any order. Like it's his full responsibility to do it and get it done in a way that makes sense to him. And How'd y'all decide on that? Honestly, it was just like I like doing the laundry and he likes doing the dishes. And whenever we moved in together, I was like, I don't want to be nagging you every day to do parts of a task and I don't want you nagging me to do parts of a task and I think in a household those are kind of the main tasks are they not that's, like those are big those are big that's like the big thing so yeah because like the dishes is what keeps the kitchen in order and yeah. the laundry is what keeps literally your lifestyle in order 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and then he'll vacuum and I'll mop. So that's kind of like how we split it up. But tell me about your system because okay, your system is totally different than mine. Totally and different. Like has but you live a totally different lifestyle. So yeah, everything is kind of ever changing. It's so much better than when it was when we first moved in together. But it has changed like depending on my class schedule and like every semester is different. I was gonna say because you haven't called me crying in like over a year yeah because I when we first moved in together y'all it was I a thought change it was break I thought so too because one thing I'm very much dealing with is I have a lot of resentment towards men I've said that probably 45 billion <laughs> times on this podcast I didn't know no I didn't know yeah <laughs> I couldn't have ever guessed. it's super something that I actually have to work on because it rubs off on Nathan who is truly one of the best people in the world and the way I treat him because he's a man is just a hate crime honestly and <laughs> I'm almost like I anticipate failure from men I just anti- yeah. I just am waiting for them to fuck up so I can be mad and yeah. genuinely he is trying his best I hate like males as a as a construct not him right, but of course right. it comes off on him so when we first moved in together fuck not a penis till it's in you fuck you a know? penis till it's in you and that's yeah. and I live by that <laughs> No, anyways, when we first moved in together, it was just, it was really not working out. I won't say, like, I was the full problem. Like, he definitely... But it's also the first time he had ever lived with someone who had an expectation that things should be, like, super clean and nice. Exactly. Like, Like, he lived with roommates. They shared spaces, but he never used, like, the common spaces. He always just was in his bedroom. He's very much, like, a, a stuff guy. He very much likes stuff. Um, okay. He, we're both in this, we can't get rid of things. And I think that's both because yeah. we're college students and we like literally don't have very much disposable income. And like, I'll just, send Colton over there for a week. It would he'll, be fantastic. He'll clean you right up. <laughs> and I'm, I struggle with it too, like very much struggle with getting rid of things. And so it's a poverty mindset. Thing. It, it super really is. is. I'm just like, I'm literally going to be poor the rest of my life. So that was kind of an issue in the beginning. And he just like, we just could not figure our shit out. Like who was doing what tasks, like when, and it, it was So really there was bad. no system. Literally don't think there was. Like I was having to ask for a lot of things to be done. Yeah. And for him, his kind of like, I guess excuse or whatever was just like, oh, it doesn't bother me. Like I don't notice it. Yeah. Which for me, I would fixate on this stupid pot in the freaking that hasn't been cleaned and it would trigger me to God's end. And then he wouldn't know how much pressure I was putting on this one pot and this one task. And I'm waiting for him to fail at this task. So it was like just this horrible, horrible system. That's the thing too, is because whenever you ask a man to do something and then you come home, you're first of all, as a woman, this is my personal experience. So let me know if you share this, but I'm thinking about it the entire time that I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So already waiting for him to fail. And then whenever I walk in the door, that's the first thing that I see. Mm -hmm. And like Colton has mentioned this to me before, but it's even if like, I didn't specifically ask him to do something, but like I'll come home from a night shift after not seeing him the entire day Mm -hmm. and be like, why aren't the dishes done? And he's like, hi, good to see you. You know, it's like a, it's it's, it's like the first thing that I'm thinking of. Like I was waiting for him to fail, you know? Right, right. And it's kind of like, it's, if they did it, it's like, oh, you should have done that. And if they didn't do it, it's like, you bastard, I hate you. So it's like both options aren't good. Like it's not, it's really not good. I, so I was super setting him up for failure. And then we ended up actually spending time apart over the summer. And I moved into our friend's house and he lived at his dad's house and we lived like 25 minutes away from each other and that was did like your family think you were breaking up I think everybody did it was scary <laughs> it was really scary I'll, I'll admit I did have that thought whenever yeah like, uh, I'm not gonna live with him right now and, and we had like, like just really? gotten engaged and I'm like I need some space so yeah it's like really bad it but was very healthy though it, it was, was a good decision it was literally one of the best things I could have done for myself because I was becoming such a negative person that he was just he could not coexist with me without me like bringing him down with me. And I just needed to be alone in my own thoughts for a little while. And so having that space was so good. And coming back from that, just something clicked. Like we were like, okay, our space matters so much. If I'm going to be a mentally healthy girl, I need to make sure that my space is clean and taken care of. And for him, he realized how valuable that was. And so we just like got to work. And one of the biggest things that has changed is our Sundays we always do a Sunday reset I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok it's kind of viral but 
Oh, yeah, we, We've been doing that. And that means, like, we clean the house to the, like, end-all, be-all. We change the sheets. Like, we do everything, like, so that it feels perfect going into the week. And that's one thing that, like, really sucks is, like, because our schedules are so crazy throughout the week, when we do do cleaning tasks, you're going to do it by yeah. yourself. You never get to do it with him because he's always gone. Yeah. You, one, you have to, like, actively be like, okay, I need to take time away from my busy schedule to clean. And also, I'm going to be doing it by myself. And so there's a lot of, like, resentment and frustration in that and so we just try to get as much done on Sunday Mm -hmm. so we kind of let the house go to shit throughout the week and we both don't love it but it's kind of like the only way right now it's what's working it's what's working a big task right now is Frankie she's one of very hairy dogs so that's something that we like super have to like take care of and like daily so that's kind of something we were both struggling on because it's it's also really hard because we're living in this like apartment that's it's fine but it's old it's just like really it's you know like every college apartment like it's just done really really poorly like I'm I'm not fine I'm fine but I'm really not fine (laughs) I'm not fine (laughs) and we have too much stuff for the space it's just a very it's like we're super growing out of this space and so a lot of the times we find ourselves just being like fuck it we're not gonna like take care of the space because we hate the space so Frankie's kind of rough and then laundry is very rough for us Um, how do y'all do that it's more like we don't like it just does not get done for me my biggest thing is like I hate hate folding laundry what i love it i wish but i don't we don't have a dresser big enough for our clothes like we have to hang everything and it's just like everything is oh that's what i hate is fucking hanging it and putting it away i i'll fold all day long i cannot hang and put away what it needs to be is like we need to have like days where we do it like one of us does it on monday like it's just not getting done to the extent that it needs to be it's Um, shocking how often it needs to be done i'm like we're only two people i know we have a capsule wardrobe too yeah like when we move out we are like throwing away fucking every piece of clothing yeah or we just cannot keep this shit recently i've started folding the laundry like i'll take it all out multiple loads or whatever and i'll sort it all before I fold it and I know that sounds absolutely crazy but like put all the shirts in one pile oh that kind of makes socks sense and underwear like don't right size them out or anything like don't do anything put all the hanging stuff in a pile all the pants in a pile and then you do it all and like as you're doing it you put that pile away oh. and then it's like you're literally visually seeing them all I don't know it's it's working for me it makes so. sense and it's also like once you separate it all it's less brain power when you're like folding yeah. so it's like you can then you're really not like focus. digging through shit and then it's also if you have to leave the task midway and mm-hmm. you need to like find a shirt for work you already have a pile of all of your shirts yeah you know and then another thing I kind of touched on this earlier but like we share a car which kind of makes things I would say at times it makes things easier than more difficult Men drive. Men drive. We are just Easier. like super it makes us really good communicators because we always have to say like I'm going here, I'm gonna take the car. And like Nathan is truly Do you feel very much like it's y'all's car. I do now that we're like engaged, I feel a little bit better yeah. about it. It still doesn't feel like I still have a mental block. I very much am like, do I really need to go do that thing? But it's also like he can almost always find a ride somewhere and he's so generous about it. But I just feel bad sometimes like having him do that for something that's so like frivolous, like going and getting a book right, or something. Right. So, but it is good because it's like I pick him up from things and he picks me up from things. He always drives me to work. Like it's very like you are just constantly carpooling. We're carpooling. It's like a cute thing. It is really nice, and I it's saving us so much money. And I think like we'll be able to hopefully do it in Austin next year because he'll be working from home. Um, that's also something that doesn't get done as much as it needs to be. Honestly, what we're learning here is that my shit is not good my life is in ruins <laughs> compared stop to yours it. stop it no. oh my god no it's Hannah, fine. if anything like i am i've been so proud of y'all i just feel like y'all have it like worked out like you very much communicate with each other yeah and, like i just know that there's such a difference in y'all's relationship now than yes. what it was like yes no we've definitely improved like significantly i'm so i really want to hear about the whole grocery shopping thing because okay. i am so curious i cannot understand under any circumstances grocery shop with someone else and we try it almost weekly and really? every time I'm like why am I doing this but I I'm, I'm just so curious to know like how you grocery shop do y'all meal plan do you kind just tell of. me everything okay um I love to cook and it's like kind of my mental health thing like that really makes me feel better at the end of the night and so I always like cook the meals and 
a lot of that comes with kind of planning the meals. So I kind of have to do the labor of like making the grocery list normally. We kind of trade off on like who actually goes to the grocery store. So y'all don't go together. We have. It's not an issue. It's more just like we don't How is have that the not same an schedule. Issue? Anytime Colton and I go together, we have to like swear on our lives and do a secret handshake that I'm not going to like cut his head off. Why? What is what pisses you off? Does the grocery store not stress you the fuck out? I mean, it does. It definitely does. It's my least favorite. I think it's the reason I don't cook. Even Girl. alone, I'm rushing through the grocery store. Like, and I live on top of a grocery store, you guys. Yeah. It shouldn't be stressful. Like, no, okay, I get that. I haven't gone very much recently because what we do now is we order online and pick up curbside. Oh. And that's a game changer because it also, it's really good for your budget because you can see. You can see everything. You can take the things off. If you reach like 150, you're like, okay, that's like way too much. Like I'm going to take off so like shampoo better. this week or I'm going to like yeah. whatever. So that's what we do on Sundays is normally we do like a curbside order together. So we kind of plan it out together. We normally have have like 10 different dinners that kind of get traded in and out so it's not like super difficult to like so foreign to me (laughs) it it took a long time to become a cook like it took me forever but whenever I cook a meal one he like does the all the cleaning which makes the cooking even more fun but then two he like always is thankful for it even though it's my expectation that I'm gonna make dinner And it's not even the expectation. It's like, if I'm having a really rough night, he's like the first one to be like, do you want me to go get food or do you want me to make food? He definitely senses the vibes, but... It's not an understanding that you're always going to get. Yeah. And he's just like the most complimentary of my food and he'll like take pictures and send it to his friends and stuff. And so it's like, it very much is like super rewarding and it makes it... Wifey status. It makes it very like worth it if that makes sense just like genuinely thanking each other for doing tasks even the ones that we are quote-unquote supposed to do yeah makes such a big difference like if I clean the house and then he's coming home from work and he's like oh my gosh it looks so clean thank you mm-hmm. like my again my praise kink I'm like thank god that was so <laughs> you are it. super welcome exactly that yes one thing that I feel like is really big that I don't even know where I sit with on this, but one of the biggest things with moving in with a man, there was a huge learning curve, I would say, for both of us, but especially for him when it came to like tasks around the house and just lifestyle stuff. And the absolute frustration there was for me to realize I was having to teach a man who is mm-hmm. older than me and very intelligent, how to unload a dishwasher or whatever. And I feel like there's this kind of narrative of like training men how to be the right man. And it, it's so frustrating because it's obviously it's not our jobs to train men. Yeah. And it's also like it creates such a disgusting dynamic. And it, I feel like it hurts so much of your life, like sexual and like so many other things because I felt like a mom. And then oh, I felt yeah. like the yeah. least sexy person in the world. He right. also felt like I was his mom. So then he's like, you're being really mom-like and it's really making me like uncomfortable you're nagging me and so it's like this horrible dynamic of like this motherly teaching moment but But it's like what else are you supposed to do how else does it get like I guess it needs to be them taking the initiative but like the thing that I've learned the best throughout it is just making a safe space for them to fuck up and not getting mad at them for fucking up and it takes off the pressure of you having to teach them and them just learning on their own yeah (sighs) I don't know how do you feel about that yeah I think you can't give into it either because it's like at the end of the day it's like you gotta figure this out right you really gotta and it's okay if you mess up but like it's not my job to like have another eldest daughter moment here yeah the living with the like you can't say I just don't see the mess or I don't know how to do that or I never learned how to do that like at this point you're in your 20s it's learned helplessness you are completely benefiting from not knowing. So I'm going to have to check out. And yeah, I think where it comes in, like our responsibility is, I guess, giving a little bit of grace, even though maybe it's not super deserved. It'll be easier in the long run if you just give them a little grace to figure this shit out and setting some expectations, I guess. But that's still very parenty. That's very mom-like, setting expectations. Right. Ew. But that, like I was saying, like, what other option do you have? Like, I know. Do you break up with someone because they're a man and they were never the eldest daughter? You know? <laughs> Maybe. I <laughs> mean, that's, I that's, might. 
I know. But it's like we also have to remember that, first of all, they're never going to understand, but they also never personally had the experience of being the oldest daughter, you know? Right. Like, it's not even something that they're thinking about. It's They don't have that constant nagging voice that's like, there's women in the kitchen and you need to be there wiping the surface down right now. It's hard. I do feel like we're absolutely shitting on men. I will say that there are some good things. I think you said some very nice things about men Have I? Oh, thank you. I think like compared to our off mic conversations, you're being very graceful. All right. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) You know, being being co-parents, creating a sanctuary together, it is good. It is worth it. It's worth it. That's the thing is like at the end of the day, it's it's worth it. And it's just realizing that we live in a patriarchy and that's how it is. And not everyone has the oldest daughter experience and you can't impart it to someone. Mm -hmm. And I think the most important thing is maybe they don't know how to do everything. Maybe they don't know how to fully meet you 50% of the way, but they need to at least validate your experience with that and like actively care to change it for you. And like 100%. That's the part that I think I kept fighting for is I was like, okay, he gets me. He understands that this is something that's really hard on me and he is validating in this. And that was something I think we kind of had trouble with in the beginning because he was like, what do you want me to do? I'm a man. And it's like, it is really hard. It's like frustrating to hear someone constantly shit on you because of something that you necessarily can't change. But it's realizing like, you're not shitting on me as a person. You're shitting on the the situation. And there is something I can do, a very small thing I can do. And I'll do that for you because I know it matters to you. Yeah. And it matters to us. Creating a joint situation situation yeah what are some things that you do that like make your house a home honestly spending money like (laughs) I'm like material girl but yeah just like buying really nice things that make it an actual sanctuary and things that are meaningful to you I'm sure yeah advice you've heard before but also just making it so comfy cozy and fucking ambient lighting like I need ambient lighting a yellow light uh-huh. I need a yellow light. And I regret so much getting the Ikea couch that we did. And it's wonderful because it pulls out and we can have friends sleep on it. But it is so goddamn uncomfortable. <laughs> and the bed is hardly any better. And I just want a cloud couch so much. I know. So if this podcast too. could take off. <laughs> so we can get her a cloud couch. So I can guys. get an influencer cloud couch. I'd much appreciate it. But yeah, I think those are the top of both of our lists. Like Colton is all about comfort. Mm-hmm. I'm all about ambient lighting and cleanliness and also nothing on the counters. Like I do not like having a toaster oven on the counter. I'm not that kind of girl. You've helped me with that. Yeah, because I used to, I was very much the like everything out on the counter. And now I'm no, like, Jesus no, no, Christ, no. put the air fryer away. No appliances. It kills the vibe. You're and right. I don't care if you have to take it out every time to You're use right. it. It. It's not about logistics. Mm-hmm. How about you? Ambient lighting? Huge important? on the lighting. That's always yeah. been a huge thing Natural for me. light too. I'll walk into a room and it's a little too dim and I'm spiraling easily. Yeah. That goes for restaurants. That goes for a lot of things <laughs> in my life. A lot of people know that about me, unfortunately. Yeah. Dim lighting, um, it's a no-go. But yeah, definitely smells are huge for me. Ooh, if something yeah. smells good in my house, like I'm going to be significantly happier. Your house always smells good too. Girl, thank you. No, so... We got this like nice couch and that was a huge thing because when we bought that together, it was like so exciting and it changed everything in the house. I Big feel like money fiance purchases. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely spending money, but it's like transitioning yeah. my spending into like nicer things as opposed to just things. When I first moved into my first apartment, I was spending money on fucking every goddamn throw pillow you could ever see. Yeah. And I just like I would come home and I would just put one more thing in my apartment. And for me, I was relying heavily on spending money to make myself feel any sort of feelings right. or emotions. A little bit of dopamine. It was mm-hmm. great. But it's obviously not a consistent lifestyle. You can keep up on a college budget. And it's also um, really fucking ugly when you go super boho for super long. <laughs> and... <laughs> So were, we were so into the We boho. went super boho we for a so while. so hard. Like, oh my God. The dream catchers, yeah. the macrame. The, Jesus Christ, the, the macrame. Oh my God. Yeah. So I'm really starting to kind of find my style. And then like, I always have a list of wants of things that I just really want. And oh yeah, it's kind it's of like a, keep a, list. a goal setting list almost. I just want to definitely live more of a minimal lifestyle and have well, what like, do you want? Like, what's things. one thing on the list? 
Um, like a what? big thing for like the house. Yeah, most of the things are for me personally. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but I let see. me let me think for the house. I do really want a espresso machine. That's kind of like a big thing. I don't know. I just want a cloud couch. I'm super scared about white furniture and oh, I, I'm y'all do not fucking get white furniture. Stupid, stupid, ugly you us got white shit. Son of a bitch. And we both knew it. We were we like, let's did it. not we both do knew this. it, and we and both did it anyway. Every time I like my Pinterest guy. You gotta see it. It's all white. How do you even find like a gray couch? That's where do you right, look? Right. They're all white. Yeah. And and I think about like people's dirty feet on them. Yeah. I always think about right. that because it's the kind of couch that you would curl up in. You have Put to your curl feet up all in over. It. Yeah. And yeah. your your yeah. feet. I just think of like dark feet. No, no, on a I'm white couch. That. Yeah. Which your right. house is very clean, so I don't think feet. There would is be a like gray that. cloud couch, and that's what I'm picturing in my mind. But... Okay, I have. I guess I've seen that too. Yeah. So yeah. that would be big. Also, I got a white. No more um, white fucking shag rug but jesus christ it's so discolored and frankie's thrown up on it so many times and that always adds a little bit of flavor it sure does and it's like what are you supposed to do when your house doesn't feel like but also you have to realize that like whenever we were buying all that boho shit like that's what we wanted yes and you're not your style is not even what I bought for this apartment that I thought was going to be forever, just know that whatever you're buying is not forever. Yeah. Like you're not going to always like it. So yeah. You know what really I think about though is like, okay, obviously I have a huge dog and she definitely is like sort of like a child in some ways, but like she doesn't draw Sharpies on like new couches. Like I did that when my, oh my mom God, got new yeah. couches and I drew Sharpie all over them and she almost beat me, which she should have. Like obviously yeah. that sucks. My sister wrote her name all over our old couch. Her I remember that. But I just think about kids and this is the most pristine our house will ever be if we have Mm, children. That is terrifying to me. My space matters to me more than anything in the world. And if a little fucking kid comes in and disrupts that in any capacity, I'll slap the shit out of him. I'll give him a little kick. I'll I'll fucking punt that bitch. This is just a child we abuse to podcast. Him. That's now. super unacceptable. Y'all, we love kids. We're gonna have like all five star reviews, and then we're gonna have like one one star review that's like right. they hate kids. They hate kids. Well, you'd be right there. Well, branching into kids. Yeah. Yeah, branching yeah. into kids. If you had an oldest daughter, I mean, God willing, our oldest is a girl. Are mm-hmm. you? You're. We've talked about this. It's gonna happen. It has us. to be girls. For it us. has to be a girl. And and maybe that's because I'm putting more value on women. And for that, I'm sorry, but it's it's merely well, is, compensating for. Is there anything wrong with that? Right. 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 Isn't it Women's right, History right. Month? Yeah. If you had an oldest daughter. What is what are you instilling in her to like? I mean, this is hard because it's like, how do you instill good values of like getting shit done around the house and helping out for the greater good without making it the most stressful thing and problematic thing? Right. I feel like one is it a volunteer basis? Mm, no, because kids don't do things. Like that's true. I wouldn't have done things on a volunteer basis. I feel like what it is is I want to build an environment where it's like the universal good is making sure that the house is in order. And I also think communism. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) is that communism? (laughs) Well, you said universal good. So I'm like, Oh, let me rephrase that. Obviously my mind's going to go to communism. But if my stepdad would have shown that he knows how to fucking unload a dishwasher, maybe I would have been more inclined to help. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it needs to be this like mutual thing. The person my mom's with now, he always cleans up and he always helps us clean up. And it's just a very universal yeah, thing then throughout the house. Yeah, wants to contribute Yeah, everyone's doing it. And when you ask, it's like, hey, can you please help me with this? It would just really help me a lot instead of yeah. like, this is your duty. This is your job. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, I feel like no one should have a specific job and duty or it should always be rotating. Like, there should mm-hmm. never be like, the boy's job is to xyz or Mm -hmm. like and i think that it's more than just buying your boy a toy vacuum whenever they're a toddler like all of that's great and to like you know read books and watch shows where 
mm-hmm. men do societally women's Women things. jobs, women yeah. things. But I think even more important that is the role models of men that you have in their lives. Absolutely. And obviously I don't know how to fucking be a parent, but like I'm pretty sure if I had a good male role model who was cleaning and cooking, then mm-hmm. I maybe wouldn't harbor so much fucking resentment. Yeah. You know? And I think there needs to be that like mutual respect of yes, you're working your job and I get that, but your kids don't see you working your job. Your kids don't understand what you're doing. They only see you at home. Yeah. And they see you laying down while your wife is cleaning and cooking yeah. and doing everything. So they like they're not going to see you working your ass off because yeah. they didn't see you at work. And obviously like you need to rest and shit. But I think we have to have active standards and responsibility for boys in the same way that we do girls. And I'm not talking about my own children. I'm talking about the whole world. So listen <laughs> up. I think we need to as women even as as mothers potentially, it's going to be an active thing in our mind that we need to yeah. be thinking. The boy can plan the birthday party just as well as the girl can Mm -hmm. and we need to give him that responsibility so that he doesn't become an incompetent man one day or the boy can help cook dinner or he can you know he can do a lot of things we have to believe in our minds that they can and I think right now I look at it a teenage boy or a nine-year-old boy and I think you can't I know that's the other thing is it's like very much women too that like are kind of like we make this whole joke about how men are incompetent we're part of and it's if we keep telling them they're incompetent they get to get away with being incompetent like we have to hundred percent kind of oh I'm treading very lightly to this like equality Uh moment Uh (laughs) because I'm like we need to give men equality (laughs) yeah oh dear (laughs) oh dear we've gotten ourselves in a traipse here (laughs) well we are at two hours it seems so maybe we (laughs) maybe maybe we rein it in is there anything else you want to say I don't think so I did really just enjoy this conversation and I think if there's any other oldest daughters out there I just want you to know that I'm so sorry and (laughs) that fucking sucked that shit sucked and and I'm with you yeah and you can be a feminist and love to clean you can be a feminist and love to cook it's all good let the domestic in you rise up don't don't stuff it down that's what feminism is is being whatever type of woman you want to be okay yeah yeah this is obviously something that we talk about a lot so we had yeah. a lot of thoughts today but um we'll probably touch on it a lot more in the future i'm so. sure we will well shout out all those daughters and everyone else go fuck yourself <laughs> okay <laughs>